0: Hi, my name is Jen Rulon, and you may know me as Coach Jen. After knocking out 15 Ironman triathlons, I am an everyday healthy human just like you. In this podcast, we will discuss how to metamorphosize into an everyday healthy human through healthy physical habits and mindsets, as well as authentic living. Let's transform together in this journey called life and become the best everyday Healthy human ever. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. My name is Jen Rulon, or you may know me on the gram as Coach Jen. Well, I have a very incredible human being. She is an Ironman athlete, she is a friend, she is a, oh my God, girl, we have gone back and forth so many years. Monica, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Everyday Healthy Human Podcast. Thank you. Well, the great thing about you, Monica, I mean, we've known each other for how long? 12 12 years. 12 years. No, probably
1: long because that was from the onset of the accident. So 2009,
0: 2008. Right. And when we first got on the call with each other, we were like, she was like, oh my God, you look beautiful. I was like, so do you. And we're like, oh, we're aging. We got readers on now, you know, but it makes sense. You know, I mean, if we've known each other for as long as we have, I mean, it makes sense. So yeah. why don't you give everybody your two minute elevator speech of who you are? And then we're going to really dig deep into your story because I think your story is incredible. Thank you. I am
1: the president and founder of the nonprofit called Now You See Me Foundation. And we help athletes that have been tragically injured uh, while training, specifically cyclists and runners that are more susceptible to the elements on the road, right? Uh, and in addition, we help aid spinal cord research. Lately, we have partnered with UT Health uh, San Antonio in a research study that they um, are starting this fall, actually mid October, with the Power Step Initiative. The foundation has helped raise funds for Dr. Selena Morgan, who's um, has spearheaded this uh, research study. She is also my physical therapist and wonderful friend, and she is a adjunct professor teaching you know physical therapy, and she's a neuro physical therapist which is even further on in the education and she's even going further on to get her PhD. So she spearheaded this research study that involves this treadmill that's about 10 to 15 feet long. I mean, I'm excited, it fills up a whole room. And what it does, it hoists people that are quadriplegics, that can't get out of their chairs, people that have issues with walking. Me, I'm a little bit more advanced and I'll get back to me, who I am. Talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. And so they are able to get the exercise, which is called locomotion exercise. And what they're doing is on the treadmill, the physical therapists get their legs and they. Walk them, on the treadmill, and that signals and fires to the brain that, hey, it's all connected still, if you know
0: spinal cord has not been severed. I really want to talk about your story because this is why we're here because sure. of your your transition, because you know, here I was this Ironman athlete, not really knowing what to do next, and so I transitioned into the everyday healthy human. Here, you were the same thing, right? You were an Ironman athlete, done numerous half Ironmans, did Ironman Florida, had a good event, and then you were getting ready for Ironman Arizona. So let's go back to
1: 2012.
0: uh, 2012. Yes. So I was four weeks out from
1: Ironman Arizona when uh, I was on a routine training ride with Veronica Thaxton. And well, we had become really close and we were side by side and we were coming southbound uh, from Bernie to San Antonio, which you know that route. And we were on the frontage road when an 82-year-old uh, motorist driving a heavy-duty Dodge pickup truck, farm truck, and just swiped me from behind. I was then thrown 30 feet in the air, landed on my back and had an L1 burst fracture and instantly paralyzed from the waist down. Veronica, who was right next to me, you know, after it all, we both were like, we did not hear this truck coming by. I don't know if it was because we were in a little dip, um, a little valley um, about to crest up, and she was looking straight on the road, and she had black, cataract, uh, glasses that you wear when you have cataracts. Right. And she, she claimed that she did not see me. Therefore I named my foundation, um, that I started, um, uh, after her being a little catty cause she, said she didn't see me. And I, uh, named it the now you see me foundation, you know, right. like, well, now you see me lady, you know? Right. And I conceptualized it in the hospital when a I had to have a psyche bowel. I was there for about a month and I was blowing out of OT. I was blowing through PT. And the next step was the therapist that was supposed to release me, you know, had somebody that was a, a, a para that had gone through similar. However, it was not similar. He had fallen from his um, roof, putting up Christmas lights and he had fallen, broken his back. Our lives are very different. You know, he did not try to get back to someone that was in shape. I don't know that he was ever in shape to begin with, but he came into the hospital not knowing who I was, what kind of person I was. And my next thought was my life has just transformed and instantly changed for the person I was. I mean, I was a powerhouse. I was a territory manager. I was a pharmaceutical rep for an animal health company and traveled a third of Texas. So, um, you know, I had gone through a divorce back in 2005, and that was the catalyst behind my drive to even, you know, become this Ironman athlete. It started with, you know, little 5Ks and then the 10Ks. And then, well, then I can do a half, right? And then half turned into a full marathon. And, you know, I had talked to, um, uh, what's his name from uh, Transition? Marco. Marco. And he Uh was the one who said, hey, a marathon is a lot harder than an Ironman. And I could (laughs) not fathom what he was talking about until you go through it, Right. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, he's like, by the time you're on to the to the marathon after this hundred and twelve bike, your body's full of blood and, you know, your legs are just going and they're just they'll be conditioned to go.
0: Yeah. I coached Marco on his Ironmans.
1: Did you? I did. Yes, Mm -hmm. I did. Interesting. I had no idea, you know, going forward. That's when I met Don and, you know, you know what? What kind of coach she was, and kind of what who <laughs> was, and right. I was well trained that after I finished my Ironman, I felt like I could keep going. When you saw people crawling or dragging, miserable, dying, just wanting it to get to get do over or get it over with, and for me, I was like, "Let's go! I'm ready." You know, let's party. Let's,
0: where's my pizza? Where's my beer? You know, right? I was already ready for that. That's my tagline as a coach, uh, to cross the finish line with a smile. Like, yes. I don't want you to be, oh, you know, crawling and miserable. Like, that's not, that's not healthy. It's that's not fun. fun. That's it's not fun. Not fun. No. Yeah. And
1: I knew what I did wrong on my first. And therefore, I was, let's go. I want to sign up for, let's go to Arizona. So I had driven up there with my friend Kelly and we drove up and became a volunteer. So we'd get first dibs at um, signing right, up. Right, back in the days. Uh-huh. Yeah, back in the day. That's what you did. And now it's what, a lottery to get in? I mean, it's just No, you could, you could still get in, but it's a lot easier. Yeah, because yeah. there's so much more, right? Right. Uh, exactly. Um, there, exactly. so many ones everywhere. Yeah, I guess you're, yeah. you're right. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so four weeks out. You had, like you, severed, like, you severed the spine. I had an L1,
1: yes, I had an L1 burst fracture, and my spinal cord was nearly severed. And what that means is, you know, there was hope, although when it was such an accident as mine, my doctors sat there and told me and my family that I would never walk again, that this was going to be my life. And my mom went up in their face and pointed her finger and said, you don't know what kind of person she is. She is not going to accept that. And you know, mark my words, she will walk again. Yes. And even back at that point, I was looking at her like I was dazed and confused to what my life was going to be like. But it was always in the back of my mind that yes, I am going to walk. And because I was such a, brick house from training basically two years in a row non-stop right you know if it wasn't for my my condition I probably would have died or would have stayed in the chair
0: let me ask you this did you have surgery was there a surgery involved in the very in the in the very beginning yes I had to have a um l1 t12
1: spinal fusion And it was interesting because they, they basically had me vertical to operate on me. And, you know, whether or not I hallucinated when the doctor, you know, I had a great surgeon um, that, you know, I guess believed in me. And like I said, I don't know if I hallucinated this, but I remember him coming to me after the, after the surgery, you know, I was coming out of it and he said, You did great, gal. I believe that you're going to get back to what you were doing. And that always just crossed my mind, always in the back of my mind. And, you know, my girlfriends, my gals were with me every second of the way. I mean, even right before the surgery where, you know, I was in ICU and nobody's allowed. My friends were like, we will we will not say a peep. We just have to be here and she needs to hold our hand this entire time. And they sat there on cold concrete mm. for 24 hours or longer, holding my hand and praying for me that this, that I was going to get through the surgery. Right.
0: This is my anatomy coming out, right? But you know, you got your cervical, you got your thoracic, and you got your lumbar. Like that's in your sacrum, right? So you had thoracic one you had I had my L1 that was L1. Uh,
1: the L1 was completely burst it it burst. was ruptured and i and i'll try to find the the picture of what my spine looks like x-ray i have this cage that basically um, almost fills up the entire of my back i mean you can see you can see the cage uh on my back because i'm i'm thin it just feels weird it's crazy, and um, so there's this like mesh cage uh, metal cage that um they replaced with that l one, and then they had this this huge cage that housed it, um it's just a crazy picture when you look at it, and you're like, that's in you,' it looks so yeah, large right, and e- I'm only so big and five one and yeah. uh very petite, so. I feel it all the time. It, it you know, it gets caught. Um, it's just very weird, um, you know, just something that I have to do with on a daily
0: business. Um, but the surgery wasn't, it was in nine and a half hours. Nine and a half hours, really. So let's talk about mindset, because I think your mindset is absolutely incredible. But I also know that you dealt with life. I'm sure you were not the happy-go-lucky person all the time. So as the everyday healthy human is trying to maybe transition into their own better version of themselves, what piece of advice could you give somebody who may be struggling mindset-wise during a really tough patch? Well, I'm glad you said that because I'm an ambassador for this uh, medical device company
1: called Nevro. They specialize in putting in stimulators, pain stimulators, which I have their their product in my body. It's on my the battery is on my right buttocks. I have another device um, on my left buttocks that's a Medtronic device to help control my my nerves. The mindset that you are asking about, I was always catapulted to strive because. I felt like I was abandoned as a child from my father. Um, You know, he was an absent father um, through the divorce. He never bothered to get to know me, never sent me gifts, never sent me birthday cards. So in the back of my mind, um, it just kind of shaped the type of person that I wanted to be with and the type of person um, as a parent that I wanted to be You know, I have two wonderful kids that are in their mid-20s. You know, I have a 26-year-old daughter that's getting her master's in business. Amazing. Um, You know, is taking after her mama. And I have a 24-year-old son who um, is in law school and his second year of law school that's taken after his daddy and um, as a lawyer. And, you know, I always gave them advice to, you know, put the things that don't matter behind you because you can't change them.
0: You Um, you can only
1: grow from them and make you a better person and make you stronger from those past experiences, whether good or bad, you know, especially the bad ones. And um, it shapes, it helps shape your mind and how you deal with loss and how you deal with abandonment and how you deal with pain and I still, to this day, struggle with intense pain that can go up to levels of 10 at times. I have to deal with the pain because it comes from me in my journey of, of in my therapy. And, you know, I was told I would never walk. And I now am walking up to a mile and um, running as of a mile, as of about two months ago, And it was the best feeling I've had since, you know, I had my prior to my accident and and finishing those long runs and finishing those long rides and how much you sweat, you know, and I got to feel that again. You know, I can still swim like a power horse. You know, that is something that I had to relearn um, without my legs. And it, it helped make me a stronger swimmer. Oh, I believe it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, my arms are, you know, my friend is like, how do you have these amazing arms? I'm like, well, think about it. I swim up to a mile, you know, or longer. And I am constantly, you know, you still use my wheelchair to to roam about in the house. You know, I have a pretty large house that I have to get here and there. But even then, I'm trying to focus uh, forward on Using my walker now instead of my chair in the house because that's only going to have that locomotion that I was talking to you uh, in our conversation about, and how that just stimulates your mind and it it you know it it, it signals um, to your mind that yes your legs are still able to work and um, you know the connectivity. I've always
0: just had this mindset. You've had growth mindset. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, it's interesting, like, because I was at Ironman Wisconsin cheering on my athlete Jeff this past weekend, and he did amazing. It was his 13th Ironman. It it, it stamped his, it punched his, he got it. Um, he's on the legacy, so he's going to Kona, but not until like 2026, something insane like that. Is this a Jeff up now from San Antonio? No, no, Jeff is from Wisconsin. No. Okay. um. Anyways, long story short, just hearing you talk. In 2012, 4 weeks out to your Ironman Arizona. Yes. You didn't know that that was going to be your last Oh my god. Event. No. Right? No. And so I think as athletes who have the legs, who have the arms, who have all of the the body functions to do this, we sit there and bitch and complain Yes. Sometimes for 140 or maybe not for 140 some, some miles, but quite a bit. Along the way. Along the way. You choose to do this. You may never know when your last one is going to be. Yeah. You may never know when last breath may be. So
1: I've taught my kids to never leave angry. Never leave angry. Never go to bed angry. Um, it bothers me. I cannot, I can't sleep. I can't, I, my thought was going, going, going. And my grandmother taught me that early, early on to never in Spanish, never to let somebody leave the house without saying, I love you um, because you know, you might not return. And exactly that
0: to the other person would
1: be like travesty.
0: So I just want to say like, thank you for just really showing people what you have gone through and what you and who you are and who you become has played such a monumental role in the san antonio area like we all see it we see what you went through in 2012 and now who you're becoming and you know i i i want to encourage you to get on more podcasts i would probably i think you need to come back and, and we need to talk more you know because i think uh you have an amazing story but i just wanted to say thank you for really showing the triathlon community that you can you can make that mindset of yours is what got you to who you are today. Oh sure. I mean because you have to be physically strong not necessarily
1: physically strong um when you're training, right? And that was i, I was coached that that you know train by yourself at times because you're going to be alone and by yourself on the road, um, in the race, and you don't have that that other person to, you know, to do it with you. And Mm -hmm. I did this for me, and that was always in the back of my mind. Like, you know, my ADD came into play, I guess. Um, you know, that's where I, I let out all my frustrations, all my thoughts, all my goods, my bads, my past, my everything I just put out there and it was on the road and I took that and I still keep that in the back of my mind to do what I'm, what I'm doing now. And I'm proud of where I am now, um, you know, I started this foundation, um, and it's helped people, and it's going to help people. And I'm actually living a legacy with this uh, machinery that I helped contribute the funds to, uh, because it's going to outlive us. Um, you know, according to my physical therapist, you know, where I'm one of five donors. That's going to be a, a, a sticker on on this piece of machinery. For me, you know, that that's amazing because it's
0: going to it's going to be there for as long as it's there. Yeah. Right. Right. So uh, let me uh, where can my friends follow you and where can they learn about your foundation? We have a
1: website that is is current, but it's going to be built bigger and better as we speak. And that's at now dot org. And it's n o w y o u the letter c m e dot org. It was taken. Now you see me s e e. It was taken. So uh, we're our presence is on Facebook and Instagram. You know we're excited about a run that we ho- host every fall um, in October called Monster Dash, and it's a five k, a ten k, and a one mile and we encourage physically disabled to come out and compete and you know show what you got and the camaraderie on that on that race course um it's so much fun it's getting getting bigger and better every year we have a ton of sponsors that are are helping
0: us out i will put all that information in the show notes so if you guys want to go and enjoy, do a 5K, 10K with Monica. Anybody can can join, yes. Exactly, exactly. exactly. So then I have one final question for you. For those who are transitioning, because you know butterflies are a big part of my world, right? So for those that are learning how to metamorphosize into their own butterfly, what piece of advice could you give somebody that's, learning how to transition into their own butterfly, just like you have? What I would
1: tell them is to keep keep your heart and mind strong. Let go of the past because you can't change that anymore. I get very frustrated when people say, oh, you know, this happened. And, and I'm like, that's over and done with. We can't go back. We all do it. But it's a it's a matter of how you can confront that and put that into um, a learning experience for you, and use that um, and grow from that and learn from that and take that strength that you're getting out of all that and use that for positivity in your next transition, your next butterfly, your next metamorphosis, um, and keep that lively. Keep that always in the back of your mind because that's the only thing that you have to keep you going. Nobody else.
0: There's nobody else. It's just Nobody you. else. It's yeah. just you. That is, yeah. That's a beautiful way to end our, end our time together, even though I don't want it to end. But I will tell you this, Monica, I love you. I, I love you. adore you. And I just am so thankful for you to be On the podcast with me, and that we've maintained a friendship for so many years without really seeing each other, but like we just picked up where we left off. So, yeah, I
1: I believe that too. I strongly believe that too. And the feeling is mutual, and I feel like I can never get enough. Um, But yes, let's talk um, outside the podcast. I need to learn from you. Um, I think this is somewhere I need to be in the next step of my. What metamorphosis?
0: Your metamorphosis, right? Wow. Yeah. Y'all, if you are loving the Everyday Healthy Human podcast, you know what to do. Give me that five star rating, share, make a comment, like, reach out to Monica, go for a run, do a 5K. Just remember to be present and really stay true to who you are because I think that's what Monica and I have. Done as I connect my Texas roots to my Costa Rica roots. What do I say? Pure vida, y'all. <laughs> I love that. Ciao.